Are you sick of hearing you don't have enough experience to get work? Visit iPath.com to get the first part of our auto damage certification for free. Hello and welcome to the Independent Adjuster Podcast by IAPath. My name is Chris Stanley, and we're here to help you figure out how to get work in this industry and ultimately how to claim your life. Hey, IAs, it's Chris Stanley. Thanks so much for listening to the Independent Adjuster Podcast. I so appreciate you being here today. Now, this is part two of a four-part series of the IA Summit. Now, I talked to you last time about the IA Summit, but in case you haven't listened to it, this is a quarterly celebration, an online seminar and conference for uh, independent adjusters and appraisers and we bring guest speakers in we celebrate graduates of our certification programs and we just dive into what it really takes to become a success as an IA and uh, last time I (coughs) and last time on the podcast it was me sharing my story at the summit about all my failures and that's I really wanted to start with how hard it was to be an IA and then all the rest of the speakers build off of that topic and and about how hard it is to be an IA. So this week, the speaker is Matthew Allen of Adjuster TV. And Matthew Allen is a huge name in the education and in the independent adjusting industry. And he has been so gracious to be on, I think, every single summit we've ever done um, and came to speak at it. But this time he wanted to speak about how to survive getting started, because that kind of set the stage of how hard it is, of how hard even a successful career can be to navigate. And he wants to come in and kind of rescue us and say, okay, it is hard. Okay, it's harder than you think. Okay, you're not ready. Trust me, but there is a way to survive this. And he's going to give us some tips and tidbits and some real life experiences he's had that's going to inform us on how we can do better at surviving our first storm or our first wave of claims and and make sure that we survive getting started. So before we get into the podcast, I got to let you know this podcast is sponsored by ACD. ACD is an IA firm that handles daily claims for auto, heavy equipment, RV, motorcycle, or or, uh, small property claims across the country and so if you're looking for more work as an IA if you're wanting to connect with a company who has easy to work with processes and staff oh my gosh ACDs is streamlined it's easy very supportive um, community inside their organization that is there to help you succeed and help their clients succeed through you so reach out to them if you're interested connect with them by emailing your resume and information to network at acdcorp.com. That's network at acdcorp.com. All right, we're going to break for a minute, go to the um, podcast intro, and then jump right in to the speaker number two of the IA Summit, Matthew Allen of Adjuster TV. So here's the question. How do independent adjusters and appraisers like us who can't hide behind corporate logos, processes, and profits, who are spending our own money and reputation. How do we work in a way that lets us get work, assignments, deployments, and more income? 
without wasting time or money in this world of insurance while we stand out in the crowd? That is the question, and this podcast will help guide you to the answers. My name is Chris Stanley, and this is the Independent Adjuster Podcast. Join myself and other independents on the path to non-corporate success in the insurance industry. We are IAs. Um, so since everybody and their brother seems to have come through IA path through this next speaker, you all know him very well. He's going to come in here and teach you, help you, at least help you know how to survive getting started. Cause you heard my horror story of the last 11 years. Now give a big welcome to Matthew Allen. who's going to show us how to survive getting started. Matt, are you with us or are you I'm still with you? I'm listening. I'm not, I'm not going to necessarily be uh, giving you guys rainbows and unicorns either. But um, first of all, I want to say um, thanks to Chris for doing this. Um, I mean, I, I, you, you guys are right um, when you talk about uh, this guy having the heart of a servant and, and somebody who is, is very, very, very serious about um, sharing the knowledge that he has and helping people because, you know, and one of the reasons why I do adjust your TV and I wrote the book and everything is that, uh, you know, I could see the, the potential and the possibilities with, with this career. Right. Um, but I saw so many people wash out I'm a, I do, and I'm a property adjuster, right. Um, when they get on their first catastrophe, Katrina, Ivan, whatever it is. And the, it's just like, if they just knew a little bit more, they would have survived and would have been able to have a career, right? So I, 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 uh, I want to help with that. And I don't think that, you know, the job isn't exactly rocket science, but there's so many moving pieces with it that you have to have all lined up just right um, in order to be successful at it. And, and Chris and I are, are doing our best to try and help you guys. And we don't think of, you know, the competition thing, we don't think of each other as competition and, um, or anybody else that's in this, in this, in kind of our space um, because we can all kind of work together to help you guys out. So um, congratulations to the graduates. This is really, really a big deal. Uh, 20 years ago, 20 years ago, I was sitting in the CAD office on my very first ever um, storm property deployment as an independent adjuster. And the reason why I was sitting there is because my manager had called me at six o'clock in the morning and he was pretty fond of calling me at 6 a.m. or earlier um, because I was brand new. It was my very first storm. I had gone and gotten training and, and got my licenses and did all that stuff. Um, and then I didn't work for like t eight or 10 months, I think, after I finished my last training. Pretty much rode out the winter without having done any claims. Um, so my first storm came along and I didn't, hadn't, I hadn't prepared for it. They just, you know, called and away I went and showed up expecting to knock it out of the park. And then I just, I was about three weeks into my storm. My manager called me six o'clock in the morning and he said, Matthew, uh, I've been looking at your numbers and I see here that you've got a lot of claims inspected, but not really hardly any claims closed. And this is this, this particular situation for you does not bode well for your career. He's from, he was from, he's from New Jersey. So he was a super thick New Jersey accent when he said that. Um, it's kind of a running joke between my, me and my adjuster buddies. You know, if you screw up on doing something, this is not bode well for your career as an adjuster. Anyway, um, 
So he called me in the office. He said, listen, I need you to bring all of your files that you have in hand into the office. And back then, we'd had fire for a little while. We'd just gotten the wheel. So we were doing like a paper file, right? So you had Polaroid photos just stapled on a, on a sheet and you had to handwrite everything. Um, was using Xactimate so I could print the estimate, but that was it. Um, so I, I went into the office and sat down for what's called, what we call an open file review. And basically that is when all of your open files, they're going to review them to see if you can close them that day. I had to the end of the day. And that's why he called me so early that morning. He's like, get, get in here at the office as fast as you can because we got to do open file review. And I had the whole rest of the day to figure out how to close. It was like 19 or 20 claims. And it was, it was a rough start, obviously. Still an adjuster. Um, but, you know, if you guys don't know me, which, you know, I mean, come on. Everybody knows who I am. I mean, I mean I'm like I'm Tom Cruise walking into a Scientology, you know, conference. Um, my name's Matt. I'm the adjuster TV guy. And before I was an independent adjuster, I was an actual TV guy. I did broadcast news. I did um, high school, college, and pro sports as a freelancer. All this stuff was behind the camera. Um, I worked at Food Network, which is a really cool job. But just like all you guys, you know, and if you have a similar story, give me a thumbs up in the comments. I heard about this job. Somebody said, hey, you know, I just heard this guy is an uncle's, my uncle's brother's neighbor's mom's uncle's nieces, whatever. He just came back from being out on, on uh, hailstorms all summer long, and he's got tens of thousands of dollars in his checking account, and now he's going to go to, you know, the islands for the rest of the winter, right? And I'm like, what? That sounds like complete baloney. What, what's he even doing? He's like, well, it's, he's an independent insurance adjuster. I'm like, that's BS. Tell me more. So I looked into it, thought maybe, you know, this is legit, got trained up, and, you know, I, I, when I went on my first storm, I, 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 and when I was researching this, I, I started to see that the potential, right? I could see that there was um, a potential for, if not, you know, financial freedom necessarily, but, and kind of an uncommon income that I couldn't get. I had a bachelor's degree in radio and TV, which, you know, spent $120,000 to get a job making $29,000 every year. And good luck getting up anywhere close to six figures in your lifetime with, with that, right? Um, so I could see that there was potential there for some serious income, right? That could change my life. Um, I also discovered that I could uh, have an opportunity to help people in their times of serious and maybe not so serious times of crisis in kind of a unique and sort of novel way. Um, when you show up to a wildfire and it's total losses, you may be the uh, first person that the insured sees after the loss and they may own only what's the clothes that they're wearing, right? So when you go out to their house and you uh, talk to them and you, and you let them know what to expect for the, for the process and then you write them in advance on their personal property coverage, right? Here's, here's you know, 7,500 bucks, go get some clothes, go get some of this, go get some of that. Here's an advance on your additional living expense, go get a rental property, go get an apartment, you know, a, like an extended stay hotel or whatever it is, get some food. People will cry all over you. They're so thankful. And, you know, it's, it's, I can't think of another job where you could do something like that. You know, they're paying for the insurance. That's why they have it. And, you know, there's a little bit of talk here and there about drones and AI and, and all this stuff like taking over. There's field adjusters aren't going to be a thing anymore. But a guy with a drone, some, you know, contractor going out there with a drone, 
who doesn't know anything about policy, doesn't know anything about the process, has no ability to make a coverage decision. They're not crying on that guy's shoulder because he's going to be like, all right, well, I've got everything I need. All the, you know, your adjuster will give you a call in a, f- a couple of weeks. You know, that's not, this is a people person job, right? So this is, this is something that really drew me in. And also one of the big things is that I learned that I could be faster doing this by maximizing efficiencies wherever I could. And more importantly is that that would show up in my paycheck immediately because the way we get paid as independent adjusters, uh, especially on cat doing property, which is again, what I do, uh, we get paid by the claim, right? So you have 10 adjusters that all look at the same damage on the same house. They're going to come up with pretty much the same estimate, but you know, the first adjuster may do three in a day and the seventh adjuster may do, you know, eight in a day. Who's going to make more money? The, the work product's the same essentially. So I realized that I could literally give myself a raise whenever I wanted to just by tweaking my workflow, making things a little bit more efficient. And like, like I said, it's so many moving parts. And if you can just like shave down, you know, the amount of time that you spend doing stuff, any, any single piece of the process, then you can fit more claims in during the day. And that just, that hooked me big time, right? Because I, I could see that, you know, all the potential was surrounded that for me. And when I got started, it took me a few years to kind of get my feet under me, but I was in my late 20s and early 30s, single and not a care in the world. So I was able to, you know, just drop everything and go when they called and then figure something out, you know, deliver pizza or whatever in the downtime. Um, but that was, I, I couldn't think of doing any other kind of work. I mean, especially not having to shuffle into my boss's office to beg for a raise, you know, I mean, when I could just give myself one, right? So how do we survive getting started as an, as an independent adjuster? You know, whether you're on property or your uh, auto or really, I mean, truly anything else in this particular industry. And I think it really kind of goes for any industry is that you have to recognize that everybody is your customer, the insured, the agent, the your IA manager when you're when you got assignments you know if you're doing daily claims or whatever you're doing you're going to have an IA manager who's you know from the company that hired you, the carrier manager, the file reviewers, the quality assurance people who are going to like randomly pull your files out and go out and reinspect everything you know reinspect those files and to see how you did see how you know your estimate matches up with theirs right, um, the uh, desk adjuster the downstream folks. Um, they may not have get their hands on that file. It may not come onto their desk for three or four or six or eight months from now. You're long gone, right? So they need to be able to have a, a file that makes sense. So that person's your customer. You're going to give them a product that they can flip open and go, oh, okay, I understand what he's doing here and here and here. I know exactly what to say to the homeowner. Boom, that one's done. Get it off my desk, right? Um, so I also personally, you know, consider roofing contractors and restoration uh, specialists, guys, the insurance claim specialist guys. You'll see, if you ever do uh, cat property, they'll hand you their card and it'll say, ins- you know, Joe Bob's roofing insurance claim specialist. You know, that guy's my customer, public adjusters, my customer, attorneys, my customer, anybody in the claims process is my customer. And what does that even mean? So a customer is, is somebody who is deserving of dignity and respect from me at all times. I don't care if the guy is this close to my face, 
yelling and screaming, calling me every name in the book because I didn't do what he, you know, he thought he wanted. Dignity and respect. I'm not going to take things personally. I'm going to recognize that everybody is my customer. And it's, it's, it became, when I, when I figured this out, it became part of my ethos and a part of my worldview. And my customer service ratings skyrocketed and my confrontations with anybody plummeted. So it's rare that I have any kind of anybody like get in my face about stuff because they recognize they're I'm truly like genuinely they're trying to help, right? Everybody is my customer. Secondly, before you ever get your hands on a claim, you absolutely have to practice your skills, all of them, right? So that's including gear skills. I was an adjuster for several years and I bought a new ladder because I uh, had just showed up on cats. I was not at home when I got called, didn't have a ladder with me hit Home Depot and then showed up at this guy's house. But it was an extension ladder, had the wrapper on it still. I was in that guy's driveway for 15 minutes with a mallet trying to undo the, the I don't even know why, it, it just wouldn't move. I couldn't get the thing unlocked to slide up so I could get on the guy's roof. And the homeowner was like, not impressed. And I was an experienced adjuster. So you have to have your gear skills in hand, right? And this goes back to the efficiency thing with your camera. How are you gonna get that? pictures you took of whatever the damage is into the camera or into the into your software so that you can send it up as part of your report right so you need to have these workflow things down your software skills um, understanding where to find things how to find things you know if if when you show up on a storm site or you start getting assignments they're going to say you know they're going to you're going to go to orientation and they're going to tell you you know you need to have this activity diary entry and this one and this one and your GLR needs to say this and your this needs to say that and your damage eval and your invoice and blah, 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 blah. You need to know how to find that stuff. Otherwise, you'd be up all night long poking around unless you've got somebody there helping you, right? And you also really need to understand policy. Um, I don't, I've never really done auto before. Um, I can only really speak to, to uh, property, but policy is super important because if you tell an insured... <laughs> that it's covered or it's, it's replacement costs when it's, it's not, and there's a little tweak in their policy or they have an endorsement or something, um, it's, it's big trouble. So you can end up um, having to make some awkward phone calls, and one of those being one where you kind of get an earful from your manager, right? So, and finally, the third thing is, is that you absolutely have to have a battle plan for handling yourself when you start receiving assignments, right? So while you have to be good at handling one claim, right? You need to be better at handling a lot of claims. So I like to say, you know, you, you need to know how to do claims, but more importantly, you need to know how to run claims, right? And it's, it's a completely different thing. And when you go, go to training and you go to any orientations or you talk to anybody at all, they, everybody will always say time management and being super organized are like key, right? And then that's all they say, right? So but this isn't something that you can just wing and it is absolutely the number one reason that people fail on cat. And it's, it's one of the th reasons why I was nearly kicked off my first storm is because I didn't have a battle plan. I just like started, I just got out there and started scoping without a plan of how to handle stuff. And when I got phone calls, that was the most important, that phone call that I just got was the most important thing. And I dropped whatever I was doing. And then, you know, I start working on what that guy wanted. And then I get another phone call and then, drop that and then that's so the keys to good time management and being organized are to learn how to prioritize right and uh secondly is just to to avoid being over scoped which is the term that we use when we say that you have 
um, too many inspections done and not enough claims turned in. The carriers are going to want you to have, you know, generally speaking on property, they're going to want you to have your, you know, if, if you inspected it uh, 8 a.m. on Tuesday, they want it turned in by 8 a.m. on Wednesday. So they've got, you got 24 hours to turn that thing. And a lot of people will, will, there's a seductive thing that says, well, during the day, the sun's up, you know, I can't really scope roofs at night or anything at night. Um, so I'm going to, I'm just going to scope all day long and then I'll try to write them up at night. And then you just get progressively farther and farther and farther behind doing that. And it's, it's what makes a person end up either getting kicked off the storm or becoming so overwhelmed that they, they throw their hands in the air, turn their, all their claims back in and ask to just be released from the storm, you know, and a lot of times they don't get paid. And this is on hurricanes, number one thing, right? So remember, this work is not a cakewalk and it is not for everybody. But the fact that you guys are here says volume is about who you are, right? And this, this world can be a serious roller coaster. But if you have smart planning and you build solid relationships in this industry, you will always be busy. So, again, congratulations, you guys. Super proud of you. Um, again, and you can reach out to me anytime if you're interested in the property side of things um, or even, you know, whether you're just going to stay on the auto side and you want to. Uh, talk about time management stuff, how to schedule stuff, how to like, you know, manage your desk. Cause it doesn't matter what kind of claims they are. The desk, which is the phone calls, the emails and all that stuff can get completely out of control and just absolutely ruin your life. So I'm always available. You can go to adjustertv.com um, slash contact and that I'll respond. Those go straight into my email inbox and I will respond to you as quickly as I can. And, uh, but again, super proud of you guys. Congratulations. And Chris back to you, brother. Are you dreaming of a career in auto damage, but find yourself not meeting the experience requirements? You can try the first part of our seven part auto damage certification for free. This allows you to dive deep into auto damage training with no strings attached. And if you love it, you can continue on and purchase the full program. With this certification, you gain not just in-depth knowledge and skills, but also an all-access pass to our exclusive community, a full year of mentorship, and yes, get the two to five year experience requirement waived with over 40 firms. Your future in auto damage begins today. Visit iPath.com to start your free trial and discover where iPath can take you. iPath, claim your life.